Steve Rogers then comes in with, I would say, arguably the cringiest line so far. The fact that he can control ants made me want to instantaneously turn this movie off. Oh, can I steal him for a second? Yeah, can I get five minutes? <laughs> it's my turn. How about, uh, how about Avon Barksdale from The Wire? Yes. <laughs> I was coming off of Ultron and I was pretty beat up. And I was like, what am I get myself into with this podcast? 51 minutes, 35 seconds is precisely where the movie just jumps the rails. So uh, I'm going to give it a zero. Hello and welcome back to episode seven, I think, of Coronalogical. I'm your host, Eric, and together with my three good friends, we have committed ourselves to watching each of the 23 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. If you've somehow stumbled onto this episode from out of the blue, do yourself a favor, go back to episode one, uh, just go through the whole list. You'll find, kind of find out what we're doing, what our goal is, and why we're doing it. Uh, this week, we had two movies, uh, The Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Before we get into it, let's go around and introduce you to the gang. Uh, on location in Bethany Beach, it's our New York Bureau Chief, Dylan. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Doing all right. And from a private booth at Duckworth's Grill and Tap House. <laughs> Hell yes. Ethan and Coach. Pretty rocking. You guys, you, guys, you guys enjoying a buff chick, Billy? Yeah, we got extra ranch. Yeah. <laughs> are we not important enough to get our own separate places? Why are we grouped together every time? Because he, so he many thinks questions. we're friends and we want to be together. I do want to be together. Well, no, just Scott. to be clear, we are the North Carolina is open. We can we can hang. We can. We just shouldn't. We can't hang. <laughs> well, we well we did hang a little bit. I mean, come on, we gotta hang out some. Ethan is the only person I've hung out with. Yeah, Scott's the only one I've hung out with <laughs> too. Well, Lauren and Steve. Who <laughs> else? Let's list every right. person you've seen in the past. All right, never mind. Don't want to put anyone on blast. Dylan, how you doing this week? Uh, pretty good. Watched uh, watched two movies. <laughs> they uh, are technically yes. Uh, this is my first full week at the beach, so it's nice to nice to have uh, some more space. I also my uh, childhood PlayStation Two is here, so I hooked that bad boy up and played Ooh. some games. Um, so yeah, things are good. Vibes are vibes are strong. How's the show? Are you still playing Tony Hawk? Uh, I have been playing some Tony Hawk. I've also been playing Kingdom Hearts. I knew it. Which uh, is owned by Marvel is also owned by Disney. So a little crossover there for you. Did you know they're coming out? Shout out to our sponsors. They're coming out with a new um, Tony Hawk. Yeah, they're the remastering one and two. Yeah, yeah which is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we do a question with Ethan, or maybe find out if it needs to be cut? Yeah, for our listeners, we cut the uh, questions with Ethan last week because the sound was off and the source material. Was <laughs> yeah, that's what was wrong. <laughs> oh come on, my fans were devastated. They got blown up on my Instagram. <laughs> about after not after a second listen, it was tough to decipher and very questionable. All right, Ethan, Wait you got a question for us or not? Oh, I got a, I got a fantastic question for us this week. Is it going to um, fit the filter? Yeah, of course it's going to fit the filter. Well, it didn't fit it last week. It didn't? Oh, okay. Well, 
If you check out our Patreon support page, you can <laughs> listen to we'll, give you a, we'll give you access to the questionable content. <laughs> or what's it? A fans only yeah. Corona Logical. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's we like it's like, get down yeah, it's like porn stars and Corona Logical. <laughs> Dude, I look like a porn star right now. I got a big old curly afro going on and a solid mustache you do it's horrifying again check us out at fans only okay no so the question i came up with today uh i was sitting there i went up to salisbury to hang out with lauren's family and uh her uh cousin made burgers and as i'm sitting there eating this burger it was incredible it was one of the best burgers i'd ever had so i couldn't help but think to myself in my weird state of mind um If you could have one final meal, your last meal on planet Earth, what are you going to have? Where are you getting it from and why? Wow. Um, I'll go first, as is tradition. Uh, I thought about this for a while. I I actually thought about a bunch of random fast food restaurants. I was like, dude, I might just get some kind of like fast food. And then I was like, no, I got to go super fine dining. Couldn't stop thinking about it. You know what? If I can only have one thing, bacon. And only a plate of bacon. Hmm. And I'm just going to eat as much bacon as I possibly can before I go out. Maybe just make myself go out before, uh, you know, I receive the death sentence. Is that, is that the what is being implied here? Yeah, why do you have to say that? Why do you have that? Oh, I was going to say, I'm actually about to save the world and sacrifice myself. But first. By eating only kale? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, becoming kale man <laughs> um i would probably say like a uh an entire large pizza from scars pizza lower east side just just like a, oh, like a, a great a great yeah I, I live in new york fyi um, i don't anyone <laughs> i live in new york fyi uh yeah oh. entire entire pie i had pizza on my high on my list for a while and i, I write i write through a couple other things but I don't know, man. Bacon is just my favorite because I put bacon on any other thing. Yeah, I mean, bacon's great. I have on my list. Cool. All right, mine would be um, fettuccine alfredo with chicken. From where? Are you making this fettuccine alfredo or are you getting it from somewhere? <laughs> um, I could bank it for sure. Man, I, I could would... have just cut in the audio from the last question for that. Yeah, that's why I was <laughs> like, what was the last question? Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, I feel like deja vu. Um, that's it was the same sort of thing. It just involved sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Fans only. Fans only. Don't give it away. <laughs> I'd be curious to see. Yeah, yeah. It's still... Alfredo and chicken. The the meal for occasions. Nice. That you're gonna make. You're gonna just buy it off the shelf. No, the I theater. just said I was gonna get it. I'd get it at Portofino's off in the, in the arboretum. Okay, Eric. Uh, I'm doing. Meal I actually had last night. I'm um, doing a yellowfin tuna steak on the grill, medium rare. Probably uh, maybe like a Parmesan risotto and some asparagus. God, that sounds amazing. All right, I cancel my. No, I want to go eat Eric's yours. last meal. I'm eating Eric's last meal in front of him before bacon, he dies. Buddy. No, you're about to just eat bacon. Yeah, yeah. You're eating bacon. Bacon only. Oh man, how much bacon do you think you could eat? I'm not eating man. in one sitting. Bacon eating contest right now. Last thing before we get into it. Have you guys seen this McDonald's challenge? No. Oh, God, no. I'm scared already. 
I'm looking. What's up? Uh, people are eating. It's four quarter pounders with cheese, uh, twenty oh. McNuggets, two large fries, oh. and four cokes. That's not that much. Oh, cash? No cash right? fries though. Wait, one person? I yeah. I, I, I just do don't that. the cokes part. It's just. I, I think Eric might be able to do it. But I, I can I do the can. food. I'm not drinking that yeah, much. Yeah, though. I don't want to. The soda you. would be brutal. Yeah, yeah. soda would be hard. Yeah. Diabetes. Dude, I don't know. I could barely eat 20 chicken nuggets. I think those putting down four quarter pounders would be a lot harder than you think. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. When I was in high school, I used to get like seven McChickens. And... Let me now do a you're eating yellowfin tuna and asparagus. I still ate like found a yellowfin yesterday. I think the problem is going to be the bread. That is a lot of bread. Yeah, it is. All right, guys. We had two movies to watch this week. Mission to Moretti, but Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Dylan, I think you're doing a recap of uh, Ultron. You want to take us away? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, turns out I have not seen this movie, which I realized after about five minutes. So this is the second Avengers movie, and the movie gets right into it. So it opens in Sokovia, which is a fictional Eastern Euro- European country. Um, I think probably set in like the Balkans, I'm guessing. Yeah, got like a um, Serbia vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The Avengers are attacking a Hydra base, uh, and it's the same base from the post credit scene in Winter Soldier. Um, if you haven't seen that episode, rec- recommend you go back. Wow. Or not. Or not. Uh, the base is run by a guy named Strucker. Uh, who is like an ex-Shield Hydra guy. This opening battle scene is all over the place. So it's uh, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and the Hulk. There's kind of some funny dialogue. Uh, Steve Rogers, of course, lectures them about their language uh, (laughs) and rightfully gets made fun of by the entire group because he's just such a turd. And... Man, it was a real gem of a fight scene brought to you by a friend of the pod, CGI. <laughs> Ethan, any thoughts on just the just the CGI and that opening sequence? Oh my god, it was overwhelming. You turn on the movie, well, so I, I mean, I went through Disney Plus, right? Flip on the movie and instantaneously am just, yeah, just floored by CGI. In the face, that CGI. Um, yeah. Are you certain I, I can't it? get away from it. What? Uh, okay. I mean, so it's at this point, it's got you to the point it. where it's actually <laughs> looks pretty great. I mean, it doesn't look unbelievably like I don't know ridiculous. But what 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 I couldn't get my head around was them continuing to make fun of Steve Rogers while all of their lives are in jeopardy. I thought that was just hilarious. At I all mean, costs, it it's fair. just so easy. Yeah. <laughs> so Strucker has Loki's scepter, which remind me, how did he get this? Uh, well, like, I was a little confused there. It's, they smuggled it away at the end. Oh, when Shield, Winter's like, soldier. Well, no basically. one was watching. Yeah. They kind of show him just kind of lurking Got off it. With So, it. Strucker has Loki's scepter. He's been using it to modify humans, which includes the two twins that we saw at the end of Winter Soldier. Uh, during this whole battle sequence, Strucker is thinking about actually unleashing them on the Avengers. Um, the Avengers are trying to infiltrate this base and retrieve the scepter for Thor. Um, while the battle is going on, Iron Man sends out his, uh, he has like a team of Iron Man suits called the Iron Legion. 
uh, and he sends them out to check in on the people of Sokovia. And I guess, uh, I guess he has come around again post Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah, and made a bunch of suits again. Uh, although he showed his love for Pepper and blew them all up a mere four movies ago. I mean, falling into love, falling out of love, making new suits. I was like, what? Blowing them up. <laughs> it, it, I think that was just further proof that Iron Man three was fucking pointless. So he sends the suits, uh, the Iron Legion folks to check in on the people of Sokovia and like evacuate them and stuff. The civilians are unhappy and throw shit at the robots, like burn them to face them because basically what I've realized, the Avengers are essentially team America. (laughs) 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 And they just fuck everything up everywhere they go. So people are pissed off about it. Uh, The twins sneak out from Strucker and then go and try to attack the Avengers and they quickly realize that the Avengers quickly realize that enhanced are in the field. So Quicksilver, who is the male twin, uh, he's very fast. He fucks up Hawkeye. Hawkeye then gets shot and is badly wounded. Uh, and the Avengers realize that they need to get a medevac out. So they need to move pretty quickly. Uh, of yeah. course, it's Hawkeye that gets shot. Pulling the team down. He's dead weight. Uh, I would say Hawkeye was... Yeah, we'll we'll get to Hawkeye a little bit later. The Hulk is also let loose, and he kills a bunch of people, but then Natasha manages to calm him down, uh, and so he turns back to Banner. One thing I thought about here is, like, at the end of The Incredible Hulk, it was... They alluded to the fact that he could control the Hulk. It seems like he's kind of regressing. Yeah. yeah, I think he just needs a little help calming down sometimes. I think he can like enter. Oh, I see. I don't. I don't know. It's two different people, from what I understand. Right, it's when the Hulk takes over. Yeah, Natasha calms him down. There's like another one of those like Jane Tarzan moments. I don't know. I'm just so indifferent to the romance story that they really leaned in on in this movie between Banner and yeah. Natasha. Like, uh, I like it. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I, I thought I'm just confused because I thought Natasha was totally on Team Steve. No, uh, she's not. No one's on Team Steve Rogers. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought she was I, the one I, sole. I think she is you know, flirty. Uh, team player. There. I, I don't think she's with Roger. I mean, I think she's pretty into Banner. She's she's too tall yeah, for him. Into Banner. She's we should kidding. get her on the. We should um, get her on the pod. Yeah, I reached out to Scarlett Joe. <laughs> didn't didn't hear back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so while Hulk is calmed down, Iron Man penetrates the base. He finds a secret door, and for whatever reason, he decides to follow this path without his suit on. <laughs> and so he's completely exposed without any protection. Uh, so that was an odd choice. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Um, just walks out of his suit. Can he not like use computers with his suit on? <laughs> yeah, Can he not just like hack it from yeah, his I don't, suit? I don't know. Um, and inside the secret room, he encounters a giant, that giant worm, Chachari from the first Avengers, the scepter, and there's like this whole lab situation set up. <clears throat> um, the Scarlet Witch, who is, uh, what's her real name? Wanda, I think. She's Wanda Maximal. The, yeah, the Maximoffs, yeah. She's the female twin who is so fucking powerful and incredible. Uh, she sneaks up behind Tony, 
infects his mind with this vision where he sees the Avengers all dead. Captain America like reaches up and says, you could have saved us. Uh, and Tony is very disturbed. But he takes the scepter and the twins look on in the shadows as they know they've like incepted something into his mind. So Avengers get the scepter and they leave. Any any thoughts on that overall opening scene? I know that was a long explanation, but a lot of shit happened and it was like 25 minutes long. I just want to say Quicksilver is so lame. Yeah, he's so dimpy. Like, he can is... somebody just get him like a pocket knife and he could kill everyone? Like, why does he just like trip people? He doesn't <laughs> just, really like, kick like their ankles. He just all he does is like steal chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. also he must feel so fucking inferior to his sister, who's like a like a level five mutant. I mean, he like could. Whoa, X Men. That's X Men stuff. Take he could have killed them all, no problem. But he just he doesn't didn't. do it. Yeah, it's weird. He yeah. Well, it was pretty clear. Like they were not that concerned about us getting to know Quicksilver. Yeah, <laughs> which I was fine yeah. with, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. So the Avengers leave. They fly on their ship, having retrieved the scepter. There's like some kind of some funny banter on the ship. Uh, Tony says that Doctor Helen Cho is meeting them at the base. So she's a character in this movie. Uh, we hadn't met her before, right? I don't think so. I don't think. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's also clarified that because Shield was shut down at the end of Winter Soldier, the new like uh, Avengers initiative is is run or like kind of led by captain america although tony stark like pays for it all so they get back to stark industries maria hill our girl maria shows up she greets them uh she gives them a full download on the twins and uh not really sure how she was able to gather all that information but she kind of gives the like backstory uh and then at the base hawkeye is able to get treatments for for his injuries from cho so he's going to be okay uh, but then Tony and Banner start running diagnostics on the scepter. And I think this is where it got, gets really interesting. So uh, Tony and Banner realize that the scepter contains this like form of artificial intelligence. So it's like a mind like Jarvis. And they believe it could be the key to creating Ultron, which is something that they've been working on. Tony wants to harness the power because... Uh, this time it will work and cause good things. (laughs) (laughs) Because they haven't learned from the other 13 movies we've watched. I was thinking, do you think he was still partially uh, controlled by the Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, like, the vision she supplanted in his mind is, like... She she inceptioned him. So, Banner is more apprehensive about the whole thing. But Stark is dreaming of something to make the world safe. And so, like, the ultimate goal here is that Ultron would just replace the Avengers, right? Yeah, one singular Avenger. We just watched The Winter Soldier. How does he not realize this is a bad idea? Yeah, it it is really (laughs) shocking. I kept thinking about, uh, really during this entire movie, the, like, Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, when he's like, so preoccupied to see if he could you didn't stop to think if you should i feel like that's just so it's just so representative of all this shit but they have three days to utilize the scepter's ai to create ultron because thor is returning the scepter to asgard in three days we see a montage they've been working around the clock uh tony goes to get ready for this party that they're throwing at stark industries to celebrate the victory that they just had uh when he leaves, the lab is empty, and we hear uh, on the computer that the integration was successful. And Jarvis starts communicating with this other program, which is Ultron. 
Uh, and Ultron is eerie as hell, and his voice is weird. This is wild. <laughs> like, dude, that yeah. guy's voice is incredible. I don't know what he's from. James Spader. Yeah. What? What is? What else is he in? That name doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Um, they're they're talking, and Jarvis realizes that Ultron's intentions are are bad, uh, and Ultron attacks Jarvis. Uh, which was pretty gutting. He just kind of like destroys Jarvis and rips him up. Um, and then Ultron gets uh, a hold of, he takes control of Tony's machi- machines and he starts to work to put to, put himself together into like a mechanical form. Any thoughts on that? It was a lot from the Stark position. I mean, I just thought it was, it was like a bit out there and a lot of, uh, it was just kind of a far out there concept that he'd be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's an egotistical douche. <laughs> yeah, and again, like, what is he? Like, he's not like a celestial. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I meant. He's not yeah. like any kind of. Is he like? He's like. Yeah, a, he's like a spirit. He's AI. Yeah, he's just like. I mean, he's an algorithm. Yeah, AI from AI from another planet. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't. I don't oh, you know, he's the guy from Blacklist. Uh, oh. He's also. Uh, he was also in the Office. Huh. Yep. He's Robert California. Yeah, when he buys over uh, the office. Yeah, all, I'm not going to lie. All I could just hear over and over in my head on repeat is that stupid Pinocchio song. I've got no strings. Oh, yeah, we'll down. get there, man. That that I liked that scene a lot. Um, but, okay, so, sorry. This movie, there's just a lot. It's, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so, while this happens, while Ultron attacks Jarvis, Upstairs, the Avengers are partying, and I thought this was the shining moment of the movie to me. Uh, I thought this whole party scene was really awesome. Uh, so the whole gang is there, everyone who just fought, plus kind of like all the tertiary Avengers, so Falcon, Iron Patriot, etc. Uh, I thought one funny part was when Thor gave the thousand-year-old booze to a bunch of veterans, including Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> and he just gets Stanley, absolutely yeah. shit hammered. Um, I like that, and then the hammer scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also like a weird bit between Banner and Natasha, like r- r- yeah, like reenacting a like scene from the 1920s. But uh, yeah, so that that's the best part is like at the end. It's like the classic, the party is over, and it's the fun kind of like friend hang post-party, and all the Avengers are drunk trying to lift the hammer. Uh, and I liked when Thor got scared about Captain lifting it. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. He, he gently, yeah, like, like yeah. slightly, <laughs> barely. Because Thor, Thor earlier was like, oh, yeah, if you lift it, you get to rule Asgard. But yeah, I thought this whole scene was interesting. It's like it's kind of like a weird, like kind of indie Avengers movie in a way. Yeah, that changed quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, 40, like 120 seconds of yeah, it was like 120 seconds movie. of like interesting drama and like funny dialogue. But then it's all the fun hang is cut short because Ultron, who has taken the form of just like various random metal junk from the lab, comes in. And he's creepy as hell. He references that he killed someone. uh, And he takes control of the Iron Legion and uses them to actually attack the Avengers. Uh, While while he's, like, fighting, he's also explaining his, like, ideology. So he says that, he says, like, quote, you want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. 
how is humanity saved if it isn't allowed to evolve? Only one path to peace, to peace. The Avengers have to go extinct. And then he does the whole, I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. Um, it was like, I don't know. It was like a lot of, it was, I don't know. It's interesting. I thought, um, but he escapes his robot form. He gets away with the scepter and he like clears all of their files and work and shit. So, I don't know. He's kind of like the like megalomaniac type villain at this point. So I got a question for you. So they're all hanging out at Stark's house, right? Yeah, I was just assuming little, it was the Stark party Industries. Was? Well, yeah, yeah, because his his lab. Yeah, so yeah, and so downstairs, all of this was happening. Get any kind of updates? Just walk downstairs to grab beer. Uh, or, you ever party uh, before, brother? Yeah, I do. I party all the time. Geniuses yeah, party yeah, too, exactly. Ethan. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on yeah. Ultron at this point, think... guys? <clears throat> He's pretty spooky. I like him. He's a yeah. good bad guy. We well deserved. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think after a couple of like meh villains, I was super powerful. I would argue he'd say to say he was probably my favorite villain so far. All right, that's a spicy I mean, take. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I don't. I don't think I've thought about it though. Name another villain better. Loki. I think. I think <laughs> oh God! All right, true. that's pretty close. different. Different kind of villain. Different kind, yeah. Neck and neck. Hey, notice behind it all the whole time, though, the scepter is the true villain who is actually. Um, all right. Yeah, so one other, one other question while, before we get back into it. Does Sorry. anybody else feel that, that Falcon is just lame? Yeah. I, I like, like the guy. Yeah, I like Anthony I don't Mackie. like the superhero. Yeah. Like what part? Like him as a no, character? Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I mean, like his superhero ability. Oh, yeah. He just yeah. has a shield. And it seems suit. to like always <laughs> never work for when he needs it to work. And guns. Yeah, in all the battle scenes, he just easily <laughs> yeah, defeated. It only gets worse too from the yeah, that point that's episode it. further. Yeah, late, late, I I didn't make it. I don't. Remember, I don't think I wrote it out in the plot summary. But yeah, like later on, he just like it, it's he gets beat even easier than he did. In I mean, I'm talking about in, in later on too, but I just yeah. couldn't hold it in. It's, it's, he's he's so pitiful. This is my my whole theory is if you have a superhero that's using guns, then just isn't isn't all that super yeah like as their main defense yeah that's yeah like i mean whether it's him using guns i always got the punisher was just a Dude, the punisher guns. yeah <laughs> that's all yeah um yeah i, I like the <laughs> well, punisher hear you say that list. yeah i like sam wilson i don't like the falcon yeah i agree with that i it was good to see old james roady roads in a party atmosphere yeah don Cheadle. who's Great. worse war machine or the falcon, the falcon? I mean, it's Falcon, gotta be the yeah. Falcon, right? Yeah. Who do you pick Falcon? last? Just because his yeah. suit is yeah. way you, you, What? War Machine is essentially Iron Man. Yeah, that's again. what I'm saying. It's Iron Man with a missile, but he's just not a smart person, or not as smart. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Um, Thor is pissed as fuck that they took the scepter. Uh, they have like this like Avengers team meeting in Tony's lab where Tony defends why he did it. He references the Battle of New York and the hole in the sky, and he says, that up there, that's the end game. I don't mm. know if you guys got a little chill when he said that, but I, 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 did. I got pretty pumped. Uh, and so he's saying, basically trying to say, like, how do you plan on beating that? Steve Rogers then comes in with, I would say, arguably the cringiest line so far. When Tony says, "How do you plan on beating that?" and he says, "Together, <laughs> together," I was like, "Jesus, Jesus, fucking Christ, you loser!" Uh, 
I was like, high school musical yeah. cue right now. We're all in this. Yeah, and Steve Rogers yeah. is Zach Efron's character from High School Musical. Um, <laughs> but he, so this is like the, we're really starting the friction between the two, uh, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, and their opposing ideologies are like really starting to surface. Um, back in Sokovia, the twins encounter Ultron, and he's in a more like polished, Kind of like iRobot-y form. I kind of got iRobot vibes from this movie. I don't know if you... Um, I, I did too. She realizes she can't read his mind. Uh, and he explains that he's come to save the world and end the Avengers. Um, he wants the Scarlet Witch to infiltrate all the Avengers and tear them apart from the inside. Uh, we, we also get a little bit of backstory on the twins. So it turns out that their parents died in like a bombing... Uh, in Sokovia and the bomb was made by Stark so here we are again weapons Stark's weapons fucked people over people want vengeance similar to whatever the fuck the guy's name the whip guy um <laughs> oh god Ivan bird. Ivan bird boy people don't people don't hate Ivan, Ivan, Ivan fucking Vankov back at back in the uh the U.S. Maria Hill tells Steve that Ultron is wreaking havoc. He's like broken into a bunch of like computer labs. He he kills Strucker and like sends them a photo. Um, but they manage to find that although most of their like uh, data has been wiped, they find some old Shield files and they find this guy who Strucker knew. Uh, it's this South African guy who's played by Andy Serkis, uh, Gollum. Uh, and he has ties to Wakanda, uh, which I think is the first Black Panther reference. Uh, yeah, I think Whoa. so. Which was which was cool, uh, because then they say the strongest metal on earth comes from there. So the guy has vibranium, which we know has uh, is what our beloved Steve Rogers shield is made of. Um, so the twins visit Circus, or do you know what his actual name is? I don't fucking know. Visit Andy Circus's character. Ulysses Clue. Claw. Claw. Ulysses Claw. Uh, and Ultron comes yeah. and they talk business. They give Ultron the vibranium. The Avengers show up and Ultron, they kind of have like some dialogue before they start battling and Ultron shits on Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that guy, Steve Rogers, just gets it from all angles. It's pretty incredible. Um, there's a massive fight scene on the African coast. Are they like in Johannesburg? Um, they is that filmed where it is? In, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in Johannesburg. Uh, it's yeah. just like some. Yeah, like, that's not really on the coast. Un- no, it was on there. Um, oh yeah, it was Johannesburg. Yeah, well, where's Johannesburg, where's South Africa? Africa? Oh, I don't actually know where. Wakanda You're right, is. Okay, so so uh, the Scarlet Witch during dur- 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 this whole battle scene is like massive in scale. Uh, and the Scarlet Witch manages to infect m- several of the Avengers, uh, like their minds. And so, uh, again, just showing how damn powerful she is. But all the Avengers ha- are having these, like, insane acid trips uh, where they're, like, seeing things. And Hulk is in- infected as well. And he ends up just going on an absolute rampage. Yeah, the body count goes... <laughs> Up. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty insane. Is this where uh, Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man like tries him? to like use this like trap thing, and he breaks through. Why didn't he just like grab him Which and fly out awesome. of the city? He just like well, he was trying. Yeah, to but, like one point. five minutes in after they were fighting in the street, just 
literally when he had that giant suit, just grab him and fly to the ocean. Uh, also, one of my favorite parts of the movie happened when uh, Iron Man was punching him in the face, just going, "Go to sleep, <laughs> yeah, go to yeah. sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep." Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I did. I, you feel bad for Banner, but yeah. I don't remember if there was like just something that ended the fight. But they they ultimately the Avengers retreat. They're on the flight back and they're in stealth mode, because, and everyone is depressed because the Avengers again are universally condemned because they're Team America and they fucked everything up. <laughs> uh, they killed yeah. millions. So they of go people. to this safe house and Hawkeye is flying the plane and he takes them to like a quaint little farmhouse that is owned by Lindsay Weirs from Freaks and Geeks, who is his wife or girlfriend, I think. I think it's wife for sure. Wife, okay. Um, See, I recognized her from um, oh, what's that Netflix no, Dead series? Dead uh, yeah, it's a Dead to Me. Yeah. Which I just yeah, Molly was watching that at the exact okay. same time I was watching this. So it was kind of weird. Yeah, Linda Cardellini. She's Hawkeye's lady, and they have kids. One of who is uh, going to be named after Natasha. Um, so we get to know Hawkeye mm-hmm. a little bit on a personal level here. I kind of like him. I do yeah, too. I kind I, of Hawkeye. I kind is, of appreciate uh, him. You know, he's an alright guy. Uh, I keeps it real. I kind of feel bad that I've been making fun of him for so long. Um, back to, back to the safe house, but... or I guess we're already at the safe house. Uh, Natasha almost joins Banner in the shower. <laughs> uh, uh, <but laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to trying to yeah. see why the she's already always... found out. Man. <laughs> uh, that was in... She hasn't found out of this. I don't point. think so, man. I don't think she's seen the Hulk. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Uh, Banner is moping though because he killed a bunch of innocent people again. Uh, but Black, Black, uh, Natasha kind of just like tells him to grow up about it because she, she's also <laughs> killed people and she reveals that she's sterile and can't have children because of this like ceremony when she went through her widow training or whatever the fuck it's called um so she kind of says like hey you're not the only one with issues bruce uh and puts him in his place uh at the same yeah, time like iron man and captain america have another dick measuring contest as they chop wood <laughs> the best scene in the whole movie though. yeah yeah which i will say man this safe house situation and also the party at stark's like it, this just, it really does show like when the group is just all together like it, it really makes for some of the best moments um, yeah, and not yeah. like CGI for two yeah minutes. yeah exactly uh, around this time Fury shows up which I was wondering <laughs> where he was um, so our leader is here uh, and then over dinner and beers and just kind of hanging they realize that Ultron Ultron is like trying to evolve and they also realize that uh, our good friend Doctor Helen Cho is missing. <laughs> Um, then we realize, well, Helen Cho is in Soul with Ultron, uh, because Ultron has her under the like Loki brainwash scepter treatment. Um, and they use her synthetic tissue technology, the vibranium that they just got from Andy Circus, and the scepter's gem to create this new body. Uh, and as Ultron tries to upload himself into the body, the Scarlet Witch then is able to read his mind and discovers that he's ultimately trying to, like, make the entire human population go extinct. So the twins turn against Ultron, and they're now with the Avengers. Um, and so 
Rogers, uh, Black Widow, and Hawkeye find Ultron. Uh, they retrieve the body, but Ultron escapes and captures Romanoff. Um, this is like a massive fight scene on the highway. It felt it felt like a scene from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like they're just like weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah, it felt a lot like um that latest Die Hard. Uh, cool. All right. So, anything I missed? Anything noteworthy from that crazy fight scene? I just remember it was insane. I don't really remember it too much. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of chaos. Yeah. Uh, which I felt like was most of the fight scenes in this movie. Like there, there's so many. Well, how do you? Yeah. I mean, it was in, in this one. I really started to feel like it was kind of a um, a pull for time to get everyone's like fight scenes incorporated, like flash into every single yeah, person. Yeah, I liked it was the kind fight of scenes, but I did kind of feel like it almost like I don't know. This movie had some like interesting cerebral shit, and I thought some of the banter was good. It kind of felt like these like over the top fight scenes like took away from it a little bit. I don't know, but that's also why these movies are made. So yeah. All right. So Natasha gets captured. She manages to send a Morse code message to Hawkeye, uh, and they realize that she's still in Sokovia. Uh, and so the Avengers are, are are bickering at this point because Captain wants Stark to kind of like shut down his grand plan. But Stark and Banner secretly upload Jarvis, who is still operational because he hid from Ultron inside the internet. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I don't know. Let's just skip that scene. Yeah. But basically, yeah. Uh, so they, they upload Jarvis into the body. Uh, Thor returns and he like helps activate the body. And we learn that the gem is the Mind Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones. So we got an Infinity Stone. Uh, and, at, and at this point, I think we have Very four cool. or five of them now. Um, and the body wakes up, and it's Vision, who is a badass. And he is really their only hope in defeating Ultron. So uh, they're about to go and fight Ultron. He manages to pick up Thor's hammer, which was pretty funny. It was so yeah. funny. Uh, and so the Avengers go to Sokovia. Yeah, there's that line where he's like, it's so well-balanced. Yeah. Is that in Sokovia? <laughs> I don't wait. What line? But he's like, it's it's so well balanced. He's like, and it, Thor's like, so yeah, well balanced. It's, it's so too heavy. Light. You don't you lose all your power or something. Yeah, the Avengers get to Sokovia. Banner breaks out Natasha. Scarlet Witch is starting to get people to evacuate. And Vision and Ultron start to fight, but Ultron uses the vibranium to like make this tool that he lifts a portion of the city into the air. Uh, I don't know how many people died immediately. But a bunch did, and then his his sort of end game goal is he wants to make the floating city a meteor so that he gets it high enough, and then it creates global extinction. Yeah, what's the population of? Uh, it's a fake city, so <laughs> we don't know. But I would say looks pretty big. Like, let's find an equivalent Balkan large city and Zagreb. We yeah, we'll do Zagreb, and we can do calculations for the Stark Expo based on that. So there's 957 thousand people in Johannesburg. Johannesburg. But they're not in there. They're in Eastern Europe now. They're in Sokovia. Zagreb is 800 thousand. 800. All right, I think that's fair. So, okay, sorry. Continue. Um, I'm just, so I'm just the city is here. rising. There's a fuck ton of civilians on it who like have nowhere to go. 
But our fucking boy Nick Fury arrives on one of those damn helicarriers. <laughs> He's like, you gotta get the uh, dust off. Yeah. Exactly. No Fury, no, Fury. no party. No party, and we have Fury, so it is a party. And he kind of also brings a supporting cast, and they help evacuate the people. So uh, the Avengers focus at this point much of their effort on saving people, which was a refreshing change of pace, I gotta say. <laughs> The Scarlet Witch starts freaking out. She kind of says, like, it's all her fault. Um, and uh, Hawkeye talks her off the ledge. I I just really, this was a real Hawkeye redemption for me. Yeah, when so, I mean, I think it like, comes I down to... I bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Damn it, that was the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, it's like the self-awareness, Eric. That's the shit you love. Yeah, the city is flying. We're fighting robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> And then he's like, you walk out this door and you are an Avenger. I love that. Hawkeye is the is what Steve Rogers wishes he was. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're getting people off. At this point, uh, Stark and Captain have an interesting conversation. Stark wants to blow the rock up, right? Uh, to avoid the collision. And Captain America is vehemently against it, which is like turns out later in the movies to be a core of the Avengers kind of like dilemma and duel is like around trading lives. Like Steve isn't willing to do it. Um, Trolley problem. What'd you say? Trolley problem. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's a, there's, there's an all on robots versus Avengers battle. They're rushing to get everyone on the carriers. Uh, Black Widow and Hulk are like doing their Jane Tarzan shit. Uh, they're about to leave and Hawkeye sees a boy who gets left behind and he goes to save the boy uh, and Quicksilver rushes in front of Hawkeye and takes a bullet that would have been going for Hawkeye. So he sacrifices himself and saves Hawkeye. So Quicksilver totally redeems, redeems himself. himself. Does he? Also, <laughs> he redeems well, himself. Yeah, he just he, makes himself just, like, relevant. I think he does because he dies too so you don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Scarlet Witch is super pissed because her twin brother died so she's very vengeful she destroys Ultron's primary body which allows one of his drones to actually activate the machine so the city just starts free falling Uh, but Thor and Iron Man manage to destroy it uh, again perfectly over the ocean (laughs) yeah where did that come from yeah still Uh, now how how they destroyed it they're like Oh, we can stop it if we if we just hit it with the hammer and your chest thing at the same time. Sure, Which, it's it's supposedly vibranium, but that makes I'm not sense. the scientist of the group, but I'm pretty sure when a meteor crashes into the ocean, it causes massive tidal waves that would wreck the world. Yeah, well, um, depends where it is. What about in Sokovia, Eric? <laughs> I'd have to see the bathymetric charts, but it'd probably not be good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So people are saved. Uh, Ultron and Vision are in the forest, kind of, and they're having like a final duel. And they talk about order and chaos and about how humans are doomed. But Vision says it's a privilege to be among the humans, and he kills Ultron. Mm. So in the aftermath of the battle, uh, so the sort of climactic scene has ended. Hawkeye returns home to his wife. Hulk goes off the grid off the grid because he's so shamed of the chaos he causes. So I feel bad for Black Widow. And then Roger Stark and Thor talk, and Thor tells them how they should keep the Mind Stone. And he says, 
the four this is the fourth infinity stone to appear in recent years someone is playing a game um and then steve recruits romanoff and scarlet witch and vision and falcon and crew to become the new avengers Uh, and that's the end of the movie and then in the post credit scene which was brief but super important thanos picks up his glove and he just says fine i'll do it by myself uh and that was a very long recap thank you for for hanging in there with me i thought you did a really good job for a very all right let's get long movie uh let's see rotten tomatoes critics uh, 75% audience, 83% IMDb, 7.3 budget, 250 million worldwide gross. Wow, only 1.4 billion. Is that the most profitable so far? Uh, no, that's still the Avengers made more money and cost less. And then, uh, Captain wow. Marvel might be close on margin. Yeah, that movie made like 1.2, right? Yeah, and it cost 60% of Ultron. Jesus. Yeah, this movie's a little bit lower on the critics didn't really like this movie. I didn't like I, this movie. When I was researching the recap, uh this is put in the bottom of many people's not like the worst cuz the incredible hulk sucked ass. So. <laughs> and Captain America the First Avenger. <laughs> yeah, okay. But sure. uh it was in people's bottom quartile, I would say. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first if you want. What'd you um, think, coach? Yeah, it's in my bottom quartile. It's not at the bottom. Um, I had to break the movie up into chunks to finish it. I, I, I didn't think it was bad. Like, I really do enjoy when all the Avengers are together, and I like, you know, the banter and watching them all fight. But I felt like the plot twists and um, the storyline were a bit <clears throat> just dragged on, um, and just felt it was a little long. But with that being said, it's not the worst of all the Marvel movies we've seen. Um, but yeah, I would put it right at the top of my bottom pack. So I think like 6.4. Oh. Yeah, Upper what, bottom. Where, where does this, uh, what do you sandwich this oh. in between? I was trying to pull. Or what would you compare off. it to? I'd, I mean, this is another example to me of a no successful sequel in any of these movies. Um, so you yeah, you just, put this at what six point four? I'm going into the thing, but it does, it proves that or I don't I haven't seen all the movies. So I think if it's at six point four, that kind of puts you between like Iron Man three and Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. It's it feels like the other. It actually doesn't feel as bad as the other sequels, all of them. But yeah. um, it just felt dragged on. Interesting. I don't know. I don't follow all the Marvel stuff as much. I don't know what all it added to this stuff we're watching um uh, i thought there was a lot yeah, of relevant so information but yeah that was my take uh, yeah um i actually thought ant-man was better and i'll tee it up with that yeah <laughs> oh, okay all right well all right. oh I'll, man right. that is <laughs> oh god I'll, can we just I'll get right in there no we gotta, gotta wait we gotta wait i can't wait waiting to get in there <laughs> i liked ant-man all right ethan all right so i mean i kind of agree with the overall consensus of it it wasn't as good as the first avengers i I, it really kind of bothered me how i felt like there was a uh like a limitation on screen time for all of the different characters (laughs) 
everyone was trying to have their own like off you know story going on whether it's you know yeah romanoff and hulk <laughs> the doing bachelor thing, or iron man and uh captain america doing their thing like there wasn't really a collective theme which i kind of missed it was like each of them um, was like, oh can i steal them for a second? yeah can i get five minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's my turn so I didn't like it in that sense, but what I did like is there's a lot of relevant information towards like continuing the storyline. Um, I thought the villain was great. I thought I really enjoyed Ultron and the whole idea of it could be anywhere and everywhere and kind of lived within the internet. Um, I also couldn't help but think that or, or this movie really set the light. If the Avengers weren't on Earth, Earth would be a perfect utopia going on right now. <laughs> but because the Avengers are there, everyone just wants to annihilate Earth. And that really bothered me for some reason. So uh, I'm going to give it a zero. Okay. I would not watch this movie again. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so I'd probably put it somewhere around, I mean, Iron Man what? 2. Uh. Like, I'm probably going to... I don't think it was. I don't think it was Iron Man two. I mean, I think okay, it was a much but, better version. Okay, so where of is Iron, Iron Man, Man two in your rankings? I guess a five point five. I don't. I don't keep track of these rankings. I'll okay. I'll give it a six point three four. Okay. All right. All right. There, so you got your number for you, the sixes on this. Sixes and sevens, baby. Yeah. All right. I'll go next. I guess. Um, I didn't really like this movie that much. It was long as shit. It was two hours and 20 minutes long. There was just... Most of the battle scenes were just chaos. Um, bad guy was pretty cool. Ultron was actually pretty fearsome compared to most of the baddies we have. But I just can't get past how long it was. And the kind of redeeming kind of scenes where they're just hanging out don't really make up for it. I, it really it was. tedious. I give it a 6.9, which is just above Iron Man oh. 2 and below Thor The Dark World. Okay. Um, I'm a little yep. bit higher than you guys. Uh, I give it a 9.1. I, 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 I give it a 7. I give it... <laughs> <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> uh, I give it a 7.6. Um, I, I actually liked it more than I didn't, I would say. I thought it was like a little bit different and entertaining. I agree. I think like this was the first ensemble movie where it felt like people were underdeveloped because they just, unless the movie was going to be four hours, which it kind of felt they like. They came close. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's, I mean, I don't remember how they did it for Infinity War and all that, but yeah, there was just too many characters. I really liked Ultron, though, as a villain. I agree. I think he's like probably one one of the best we've seen. And I liked, I mean, this movie, I think intentionally and maybe almost too much, like tried to bring a bunch of shit forward for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like it, it has a ton of value. Um, but I was, I was all in all entertained. I agree. The action sequences were, were, were pretty over the top and it was too long, but I don't know. I give it a seven, six. I liked it. I watched it twice. So I don't think it's as bad as a lot of the stuff I read. Like some people... Some people no. had it like as bad as like twenty second of twenty three. Like I don't think it was that bad. I mean, I don't think it was bad. I just kind of thought it was 
kind of forgetful. Yeah. Like, it was just so middle of the yeah, road. Yeah, I think that's fair. I essentially just took all the knowledge that I learned from this movie and then forgot the rest of all the nonsense. Like, I honestly forgot about those hilarious scenes until you brought them up where they were just, like, kicking it yeah, back. Yeah, I just wish the, there was more of you know, Me too. And I, I couldn't help but think a you know, kind of an indie version of uh, these Marvel movies would be hilarious and great. Kind of like, have you seen Detective Pikachu? Uh, no, I've actually seen it on HBO, though. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I also appreciate Pokemon. I appreciate Marvel, too. All right. <laughs> okay. So we're all in the sixes and sevens. So yeah, we're all the most. within a point, basically. Yeah. Uh, should we count the bodies? <laughs> wow. I don't like this. Insert, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, yeah. conservatively 125,000. Oh, oh, wait, plus yeah. Africa, though. Probably 150,000. Yeah, uh, so you're saying 125 just from... Sokovia. Uh, Sokovia. Dude, wow. entire, like, 10-story buildings were falling off that island onto, like, the actual oh, city yeah. below. It, it, felt, it felt like that yeah. was the dense core of Sokovia, too. Yeah. And they like even yeah. Fury when he brought that little like, helicarrier up. They had like four lifeboats. Yeah, they're they're they were literally saving hundreds of people. Not yeah, it was a nice gesture. But that were dying. Good effort. <laughs> Didn't mean anything. Good good effort. Good good, good try. Good job. Uh, yeah, good I effort. was gonna say a hundred thousand, but I'm willing to bump that up a little bit. I was thinking. Yeah, like I was thinking close to a hundred thousand. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a reference for what. Sokovia actually is. I mean, I actually almost wonder if and there again, were more people killed in Africa. Yeah. And there was nobody actually trying to help the people. No. 200,000? Yeah. 200, yeah. 250. Let's say, one, let's say one. I was going to say 150. No. 170. There's a million people in Johannesburg. 170, 175. <laughs> split the difference. What's a couple thousand here and there? It's only All human right, life. 192. One ninety-two, sixty-two thousand people died, and this all could have been prevented if they just lived <laughs> on a different planet, which they're all capable. Well, Falcons not. <laughs> Falcons can just <laughs> live, though. Yeah, Nobody gives a shit about him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think one seventy-five or two hundred, whatever. All right. Any final thoughts on Ultron? Yeah. Man, it was a long movie with a Again. long recap, and I don't really think we'll think much about it. <laughs> All right, we had a second movie to watch this week. Um, Honey, I Shrunk Paul Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, That's dude! I thought the same thing. <laughs> All right, I'm doing the recap. I'm going to jump into it. It is 1989. Uh, Dr. Pym, who is a CGI youngerized Michael Douglas, confronts Howard Stark and some asshole government guy about trying to steal his secret, the Pym particle. Pym resigns and storms out after claiming no one will ever get his secrets. Uh, Marvel credits. Paul Rudd is in a prison fight. LOL. Does anybody have any comments on that opening scene? I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, it was nice to see Roger Sterling with, with his appropriate white hair. <laughs> this movie had the potential to be the funniest movie of all time. And it just, it just didn't. Well, kind of. Continue, sorry. The Pym particle. Do they explain what it is yet? Uh, it's a thing. It's just like a vial full of red stuff. It's the like red juice. Or... Electrons are going the opposite direction now. It's red Kool Aid. 
All right. Uh, where was I? Oh, Paul Rudd is in a prison fight. Uh-huh. He yeah. gets released and gets picked up by his partner slash former cellmate, Lewis, who is fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. Saving oh, grace to the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Lewis immediately tries to get him back into the life of crime, but Paul says he's going to stay clean because he has a daughter. Um, jump ahead. Paul is working at a Baskin Robbins. And but why are you calling him Paul, not Scott? Because Paul Rudd. Yeah, but his name's Scott. Nah, I like Paul Rudd, though. You uh, would like Scott. Scott. <laughs> I knew this one guy named Scott. He was yeah. okay. Uh, Paul gets Paul fired Rudd. from his job at Baskin Robbins after they find out he's a felon. Uh, he heads back to Lewis's so place sad. where he's pulled a crew together for a job. T.I. is there. We learn that Paul is a cat burglar. <laughs> T.I. is there? Dude, fucking T.I. Also, we were... they, they vaguely touch on why he went to jail, but it was like a Robin Hood-esque thing, right? Yeah, so we learn that yeah. Paul is a cat burglar, and he steals from rich assholes, you know, just to make him like the likable criminal story. Yeah, he's Robin Hood. He steals from the rich, gives to himself. Sounds, you, it sounds like he'll fit in in Silicon Valley. Had you guys seen this movie before? No. no. This is no. my first time. I know, so none of us have actually seen this movie yeah, before. This is definitely the first time that's happened. Interesting. I love the um, Baskin Robbins. Yeah, so but, a fun fact, it was supposed to be a Chipotle, but Chipotle uh, didn't what? like that he, they were going to be working there. So they picked Baskin Robbins instead. He was oh. like, blah, 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 you're badass, and you're fired. <laughs> yeah, the boss is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made me want to get ice cream, too. He's like, you can grab a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Don't you tell get, anyone. You can get a like, double cappuccino smoothie on your way out. <laughs> a mango blast? Mango blast. Mango blast. <laughs> What's it a mango blast? That's what yeah. it is. All right. Now to Pim Labs, where Dr. Pim... Modern day Michael Douglas enters the facility for what clearly is the first time in a long while. They've been gathered for an announcement by the new head of the company, Dr. Cross. That other guy from the beginning is there. Um, we learned Pym used to be a super soldier, the original Ant-Man. Dr. Gra- Dr. Cross has uncovered Pym's research and advanced it to near production stage, calling it the Yellow Jacket. Pym and his daughter Hope have a plan to stop him. Hope wants to do it herself, but Pym says he's found a guy. Dr. Cross is Darren. Yeah, Darren Cross, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't remember his last name. I'm struggling with all the names in this one, just because I, it's the first time I've ever seen it. Is that is that the is that the lame dude that it's now, the bald guy? Doctor Cross is where it all went wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say some of the worst acting I've actually seen in any of these movies too. I really like Corey Stoll, but the actor just. Not this role. He was trying really hard to be a villain. Yeah. <sighs> Where were we? <laughs> Jesus Get Christ. on with it. We see that, uh, oh, we see that Dr. Cross is evil as he zaps a business partner who disagrees with the yellow jacket suit. Turns him into a booger. <laughs> yeah, he wipes him up and flushes him, flushes him away. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a scroll. Next scene, Paul crashes his daughter's birthday. We meet his daughter and ex-wife and new asshole fiance who also happens to be a cop they tell him to leave and they may allow him visitation if he can get a job his own apartment and pay child support 
He just got out of prison. Cut the guy a break. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, yeah, they give they really give him no I mean, job, that's, man. I mean, welcome to fucking the shitty society we live in, man. This yeah, is true. Right. Where, where is this located? Is this all taking place in New York? It's San Francisco. San Francisco. San Fran, okay. Paul figures out that if he can find a job, even if he can find a job, it'll take him over a year before he can see his daughter. Paul needs some money, so it's crime time. Uh, there's a montage as they prep for some thieving. Night of the robbery, and Paul has some legit burgling skills. He manages to get up in the safe pit, but all he finds is a weird suit and a helmet. But he decides to take it anyway, because it must be important to be in a safe. Uh, we jump back to Pim Labs. In case you needed a little more evidence that Cross is a psychopath, he zaps a couple baby lambs into boogers. <laughs> into more boogers. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Why do they have to use such cute words? <laughs> because they was, really had to force down your throat. Because it wouldn't so be cool. believable otherwise. Uh, I liked the um, when when they're breaking in and he's trying to break into that safe. That like Titanic reference. Yeah, the safe is made out of the same material that Titanic yeah. is. So I'll use ice. <laughs> and when, yeah, when he's like, they talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. That was funny. Yeah. Again, that was the uh, the sidekick who was the best part of the movie. Yeah, he was for sure. Um, back at the uh, Lewis's apartment, Paul decides to try out the suit. After all, it must have been important. He accidentally shrinks himself, and we get to see uh, oh the abilities of the suit for the first time. Terrified, Scott returns to the suit. He gets arrested after leaving the house. I'm just going to skip over everything that happened when he was drunk. Yeah. Yeah, he he runs around. It was he, he's classic. scared. Everything he encounters. Yeah, he encounters the rat and shit. The the DJ scene is pretty cool. Falls through his building. Yeah. Um, Pim pretends to be Paul's lawyer and explains that he wanted him to steal the suit all the time, and tells him that the only way he's getting out is if he uses the suit to escape again. So this is where the movie gets really fucking weird. Three ants drag the suit into Paul's cell, which he uses to escape. Once he's outside, he escapes the police perimeter that have been set up, set up to catch him by flying away on an ant to safety. So I'm going to go ahead and jump out here. I, got, I have to say something. and It drove me crazy Damn. this entire movie. I know he's Ant-Man. I know he, has, he can shrink down and become very strong. The fact that he can control ants made me want to instantaneously turn this movie off. Like, so what? stupid. It's fucking dumb as shit. Ants? I don't agree. Why, why is that <laughs> cool? You, I'm not, you're uh, not going to step on ants? Are you kidding me? Off. You guys all think Well, it's also it's it's, it's, it's apparently not even that difficult because like four people can do it. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought it was pretty cool he could control the minds of the oh, ants. I mean, to, like, God. to do whatever he I mean, wants. Mean, because ants if you look, your apartment. If... <laughs> <laughs> actually... you, you are Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, if anything oh, it was plus... just an advertisement of how like cool ants are. That was it. Yeah, it was just cool like, about how they could all work but together. Like, are, and, uh, are they that cool? Stupid. I thought this was a unique storyline. I'll throw that out there. Uh, 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 all right. Cue uh, swig. How about uh, how about Avon Barksdale from The Wire? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Being one of the cops. That was pretty badass. It's probably the happiest I got in this entire movie when I realized that. 
Yeah, maybe I don't know if it was him or Ti. Oh yeah, I forgot about Ti. Yeah, Ti. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Cross has figured out the secret to the suit. And Pym wants Paul to steal it back and destroy all the data. Paul, in the funniest part of the movie, recommends calling the Avengers. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 that's just like a job for the Avengers. He's like, "Am I missing something?" Or should we call the Avengers? <laughs> so, uh, Pym and his daughter Hope only have a few days to train Paul to be a superhero, so he can pull off the heist. And you know what that means? We're gonna need a, a montage. montage. <laughs> All right, I have it written down. 51 minutes, 35 seconds is precisely where the movie just jumps the rails and morphs into (laughs) this bizarre magic school bus episode. (laughs) (laughs) When he goes to a like substitute science class and they're watching a movie about ants. He like, so bizarre. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta keep going. Can't. It's just. All right. Um. He's got the power of the ants, man. Dark <laughs> the ants. He's got bullet ants. He's got fire ants. He's got black ants. Red ants. You use it for anything. As part of the prep for the mission, they need to get their hands on some kind of old Stark tech. Uh, they so they send Paul in. They thought it was going to be an old abandoned warehouse, but it's actually the new Avengers headquarters that we saw in yeah, the end of Ultron. The, um, they didn't update like their uh, the technology other. that had the picture. Yeah, literally it's... from Google Earth would have saw, saved them a lot of time. <laughs> the other Avengers <laughs> warehouse. Paul well, ends he, up fighting he, the Falcon. I was going to say, he got the Avenger he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only one he could possibly beat. Was I don't know. So... <laughs> I'll save it for next week, but I may have snuck a movie in last night. Oh, Eric. Oh, man. <laughs> did you watch Civil War last I night? I did. <laughs> what the It's f- Monday. We're supposed to, I'm supposed to be able to watch it. Okay, okay. Oh, that's true. All right. Um, Paul ends up fighting the Falcon. He obviously wins because the Falcon is lame as shit. Um, so he gets the thing. They go back to the house. They're all impressed. They call in backup from Paul's ridiculous burglary team and get to business. Everything goes off as planned, except that Cross is expecting them and catches Paul in the suit and announces they're selling the Yellow Jacket to Hydra. Um, he completely gives himself up. Hydra still exists somehow. <laughs> well, now he's like, they're good guys now. They're not like, what they used well, to be. <laughs> <laughs> doing really interesting work. Yeah. Not well, the thing about they... Hydra is you cut one head off, two more rise. Oh, very good. Um, wow. Hail Hydra. Well, uh, question. Why? Oh, wait, what? What? Okay, sure. Okay, great. Uh, got a question for you. Why doesn't he just send the ants in for him? You know, just, uh, all right, I'm not going to go in there. Well, that's because you are, you guys, you're, you're, you're skipping over the ability that he does learn how to fight in the suit, like becoming big and small and shooting through gaps. And no, that was in the montage. No, no, I know. Uh, but Ethan's saying just send in the ants instead. I mean, he, the, I'm defending Ant-Man. He has a purpose. So Michael Douglas um, actually has an exact line, I think, where they're like, why not just use the ants? And he says, because they're ants. Well, there you go, Ethan. <laughs> You're right. They're just Duh, ants. because they're ants. I feel they like, need a leader. I feel like <laughs> Michael Douglas, like, 
He just kind of appeared pissed off to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that was his character, if that was just actually yeah, Michael Douglas. Was, yeah, not happening. Exactly. Like, he's just like, God damn it. Yeah, I bet he so cashed that check, though, you phony asshole. Yeah. All right. Um, where were we? They now sail to Hydra. They fight, but Cross escapes with a yellow jacket suit. As he escapes, he manages to somehow shoot the ant that Paul is riding on from 50 feet away in the dark. Yep, shooting at ants. Antony. This, this Antony. is where we've come. Um, Antony. Moving on, we get like a 10, 15-minute battle between Paul and Cross, including some hilarious train fighting on a Thomas the Train set. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. I uh-huh. actually, throughout this entire scene, I didn't even focus on the movie. I was talking to Lauren about how I love Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, I've still got all mine. Oh yeah, well, my I mean, mom does, whole, but she's the, saving it for me. I think you, you, we moved past it, but the whole like just heist scene with like utilizing the different ants—it was just—it could have all been done without the ants. I don't get it. Why have that in the movie? Yeah, that drove me really crazy. Yeah. Also, we forgot one of my favorite scenes, which is. Uh, the story his sidekick tells him on how to find out about this heist. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, it, was, I mean, it was my cousin was talking to my sister's boyfriend's uh, ex-roommate whose grandma actually told him about this heist that was going on. It's got I mean, a big Michael ass Pana, Michael Pena was like the best part of the movie by far. So I think our outro <laughs> should be uh, the closing credits where he tells the story. Yeah, that would be good. All right. Um, I think that's about it. Paul takes Ant Man subatomic and defeats Cross. Uh, Mid credit scene. Pim shows Hope a new suit. She'll take oh, over as Wasp. Hold up, hold on. Let's flashback. He uh, goes subatomic to defeat uh, yeah. the yellow jacket. The yellow jacket. It's macro sauce. And then, he, and then he's stuck in this state. Of subatomic particles that his mother, or no, Hope's mother, Hope's yeah. mother had been stuck in for eternity. Yeah, so that's pretty terrifying. Never, <laughs> never gonna get back. There's no possible way to just... get back. But within a couple of seconds, he figures out how to get back. It's like Limbo and in Inception. Or yeah, it was, it's just going. like, or uh, not Inception, but um, Interstellar. Yeah, that was uh, tripping. That was tripping me out. Yeah. We haven't really talked about Hope's character, who is played by Kate from Lost. Freckles? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, Kate from the, Lost. I, you could place me with a random woman on the street, and there's a likelihood that I would have more chemistry with that person than Paul Rudd had with Kate from Lost. That just, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, man. That casting just didn't work for me. Very uh, yeah. strange. It was like, I mean, it was like they almost selected exactly who was going to play who without getting them in the same room together. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like there was a whole bit with the mom and like the family dynamic. I, I just didn't even care. The acting in this movie was atrocious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Paul Rudd was in this movie. T.I. was in this movie. I love, Wait, do we want to get, do we wanna get the numbers? Avon Barksdale was in this movie. I love Paul Rudd. But All the right. acting well, just was not good. Dude. Let's get the reviews. Let's get the the numbers. Did we'll you did you address post credit scene? There's so what was the post one actually? The the post one was with Falcon and oh yeah, Falcon and and up. They had Bucky and a Vice prequel to Civil War, and uh, Falcon says he knows a guy. Yeah, 
That's about it, right? I'm really jealous I didn't make it to recap this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so easy. <laughs> Mine was easy one, yeah. What are we we're at uh twenty minutes now? Uh, Ant Man. No God, no way. <laughs> Critic score eighty three percent, audience score eighty six percent, IMDb seven point three. Standing wow. ovation over here. Budget one hundred thirty million, bus- worldwide gross five nineteen. Wow! And they made money. And they made money. And they made. Of course they. Made of course money. they made it's money. A Marvel movie. We could start a Marvel movie first. and make money. Ethan's oh on the edge of his seat with his review. But, I'm not. I want to hear your review. No, I want to hear yours. No. <laughs> Well, that's why we're here. I'm not reviewing this movie. Not anymore. I'll review it. I'll review it. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. I'll, okay. Go. I really struggled with this movie, but at the end of the day, I I think I liked it. I'm still not sure. <laughs> I, think, I think I liked it. There's so it many things to good. hate about this movie, but I watched it twice. Yeah. I mean, it's a whirlwind yeah, of emotion. Fair. Like, Darren Cross is a terrible bad guy. There's no chemistry. So, uh, yeah, it does was have he the worst Rudd. bad guy we've seen so far. Because I think there there is an argument to be made there that he is. Uh, I think, I think is. no, Abomination is worse. <laughs> Ethan's number one film. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, whatever. All right, Eric, keep going. I, uh, I mean, Paul Rudd, Lewis, both hilarious. Um, yeah, I give it. I'll give it like a six, six. Okay. <laughs> Wait. So did you get this movie a better rating than Ultron? No, it's point three below. Mm, yeah, okay. okay. All right. So I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think this movie was the best movie, or even the top in the top tier but i did think this movie was entertaining um and beats out all of the sequel movies we've seen so far it's not a sequel movie it's a first what? run yeah, movie what? that's what i'm saying it still beats out all the sequels <laughs> that's what i'm saying it just beats the sequels we've seen as an entertainment wise. oh okay um so i thought it was entertaining it wasn't like the best solo uh, movie but i did i don't know and maybe it's just because I hadn't seen it and I didn't know what to expect and I thought it was going to be just horrible and I just thought the ant, him turning into an ant and the abilities and, and the way he uses the ants was creative um, and I thought it was pretty entertaining. I put it in my middle of the pack right above the sequels and, and, and Captain America and the Hulk and that. I give it a 7.3. Whoa. Three. Whoa. Wow! Um, wow! On, on Ethan's binary def, I would it would be a one. I, I just I thought it was kind of funny. It was a little bit different. No, I mean I don't think it was. It was definitely funny. I don't think it was our best movie. Um, but I thought it was. I mean, I was coming off of Ultron and I was pretty beat up. I mean, I was like, what are we? What did I get myself into with this podcast? Um, and then this was much better. So what? So do you actually, Ethan? You just said this. Do you actually did you actually think this movie was funny? I didn't really think it was that funny. I thought it was funny. I, thought it was funny. I, I could not stop laughing and I think parts of it were intended, but other parts were <laughs> yeah, not yeah, intended. Yeah. But I, I guess just, that's I true. couldn't stop laughing. 
I mean, it's got Paul Rudd in it. It's already going to be at least a five. Even Paul Rudd seemed to be making fun of this movie at points. It almost <laughs> felt like he was breaking the the uh, third wall and just staring into my eyes going, what is happening right now? What movie am I in? He kept making fun of me. I'm in a Marvel too. movie? What? Yeah, that's a good point. It was like Paul Rudd was like, nope, you're getting the guy from Role Models. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck all of this. Ever since Role Models, he's just kind of been like that, I feel like. Uh, I guess I'll give my review. So, I, I literally kept going back and forth. Lauren really enjoyed this movie. She was like, I really do like this movie. And I was, I was like, I, I don't know. At first, I couldn't see it. It just drove me crazy. Like some of the some of the things that drove me crazy was the how the suit functioned and worked. They went into so much depth about it, and it was just make it doesn't make sense. It doesn't actually exist. No need to go into that much detail about it. it drive me insane. <laughs> the, ne- the neurological um, wavelengths to the ants. Yeah, yeah, don't don't ask those questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, yeah, the ability, his abilities on a superhero level to use ants. It's like, really? <laughs> this is what you're throwing at me right now? All right. But, but he did it. And, but I couldn't stop laughing. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. It's hilarious. So with all that in mind, I mean, if, if anyone here has seen Pootie Tang, <laughs> sort of reminds me of it's just so <laughs> absurd and ridiculous. It felt like a low-budget Marvel movie. Like, it felt like it, they spent zero dollars to make this happen. Um, but honestly, I'm going to give it probably, like, a one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie again. There you go. I have to watch it again. The, uh, my, other, my other score, or whatever that would be, probably, I don't know, like a eight point. One. Wait, what? what? You were just, you're so easily swayed. I'm you just so said you hated it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he talked himself into liking well, it. We gotta print out our rankings after this episode. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes, listeners, because. Uh, what? That 8.1 ties it with Captain America the Winter Soldier for Ethan. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I hated it, but it. I love to hate it. it was, just sitting here talking about it, I can't stop thinking about it. I want to watch it again. Just listen to Paul Rudd. Just me. Again, it had Paul Rudd in it. It's already going to start at a five. So if you take that away, I mean, it's probably like a 3.1. So. Yeah. Right, Dylan. I give this movie a 5.0. It's about, it it's about as average as it gets. And it I look forward to never watching it again. It gets a, bina- <laughs> it gets a binary zero from me. But, but to be honest, I kind of understand where you guys are coming from. Like, this movie was not... Like, I feel like some of the other movies... This movie was shorter than all the other ones, which was kind of a nice Hallelujah. change. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this wasn't like a taxing or exhausting watch. Like it was like very mindless. It was stupid as shit. <laughs> like, like the ants and and the villain and. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Paul Rudd, clueless American classic. Like he's just a he's just a good actor. Yeah. Um, I was I don't know. It, I, it was like a heist mini game. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It gets a five. Uh, uh, that's it. All right. Should we count the bodies? Yeah. Not a lot of bodies. So the only thing I noticed was when <laughs> I didn't talk about this, but when uh, Pim and his daughter escaped from the lab in the tank, there was like a crowd of people where they landed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they expanded the tank. Yeah. So they like literally five seconds before they showed people streaming out of the building. And they like all of a sudden they jumped out in the tank and all the people were gone, but they were definitely still there. <laughs> they probably crushed like fifty people in the, underneath the tank. Really? I guess I'll like, say two hundred fifteen people. I was gonna say like fifty total throughout the entire movie. Were there actual like any like battle scenes? <laughs> I mean, I, there's a, there's a couple there's of more like over the head. I mean, I guess he he turned the that one guy into a booger. <laughs> multiple people turned into boogers. People yeah, pushed those, off of those, those baby goats. Probably killed like twenty uh, baby goats. Goats aren't humans. Guys. No, because he did. He said thirty-five C at one point. I was like, how many goats is this guy killing? <laughs> no, he just, he just really, goat bodies. He really wanted to make sure that goat died. Yeah, I'd say we're looking at like forty. Because that la- whole lab blew up. There's no way everybody got out. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, it didn't even blow up. It it. Oh it yeah, just like evaporated. Yeah. yeah. All the another another reason why this movie particles. is absurd. This movie didn't even blow up. It this it movie imploded. does have some uh, some importance to the MCU, though, right? Does it? Does it? Yeah, uh, it has. It introduces Ant Man. Well, does it? Yeah. Isn't the it's whole that important? Like, the whole what is it called subatomic thing? That's kind of big, right? I also feel like this is one of those movies you'll look back oh, on in time, yeah. and people will be like, "Dad, did you see this?" And you're like, "Yeah, I did." Fortunately, let's watch it again. You can't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think body wise, we're talking. It's low, man. It's probably like Thor levels. So Thor, we had eighteen. And then uh, Thor Dark World, we had 10,500. Not sure where that came from. Oh, Asgard got, Asgard got pretty yeah, messed up. It. What about we like. We decided uh, Asgardians counted as civilians. What about 32? All right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's just a small scale movie. Yeah. What year was this filmed in versus Ultron? Ant Man was 2015. Ultron was 15, too, I think. Yeah, it was. Really? That's hard, yeah. that's hard well, to believe. That's when they were released. Yeah, both 2015. I mean, they just felt like com- from completely different eras almost. You could have told me there Ant-Man something... was filmed in like the 80s and I would be like, oh yeah. It is just like, I don't know, it is kind of nice just to watch a mindless movie like this after Ultron. Paul Rudd is just incredible. He's an American hero. Yeah, I love that guy. Alright, Agent Phil Coulson Award. I've got somebody in mind. What do you guys oh, think? Man, <laughs> I struggle. I struggle with this one this week. All right, I'll go first. I'm giving it to Paul Bettany, not Jarvis or Vision, but the actual actor Paul. He's lived as Jarvis for five movies now. He finally got some screen time. Yeah, Paul Bettany's awesome, man. Jarvis, his voice is great. He, I mean, Vision. Although I would say, which hold on, actually, we need to talk about this. We've got we got some feedback from one of our listeners. 
around uh, the sung versus unsung hero. There's been we some of our listeners have been a little critical that we've been picking sung heroes. Yeah, that's a uh, that's reasonable. I feel. Ones. All right, so Eric, you're going Paul Bettany. I was thinking I had two things in mind. The first is uh, Dr. Helen Cho. <laughs> Because she designed the technology that turned into Vision. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Also, I I don't think he can be an unsung hero, but he wasn't really in the movie very much, and I feel like Nick Fury showing up with that helicarrier. I mean, they saved like a thousand people. Yeah, he just wanted the unsung hero award. True. Is, Nick, the- is Nick Fury a fame junkie? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. He didn't he didn't deserve to be in that movie. He just shows up and... <laughs> What about the ants? <laughs> no. Uh, Jesus Christ. No. no. Dude, that was gonna be mine. <laughs> they could have done it all without the ants. Jesus Christ. Dude, no, mine's Anthony. I'm putting mine in Anthony. Mine's Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, it's just Anthony. Dude, did you see that guy? That guy was Rick Warren. <laughs> Wait, we forgot about the dog that they made or the ant that they made huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and he lives on and then Avon Barksdale uh, that's a messed up looking dog <laughs> yeah mine's, mine was gonna be Anthony it still was Anthony I mean that guy unsung for sure I'd like to hear our feedback from our listeners at 90s fetish but <laughs> um, I, I mean I think he was really critical to Ant-Man's success especially in some of those battle scenes alright Ethan uh, I'm gonna have to give the unsung hero award to uh, Luis, um, aka uh, Ant Man sidekick, played by Michael Pena. He uh, one he really saved Ant Man the movie, other than Paul Rudd, <laughs> like both them coming together, um, as well as I mean he was the one that got the scoop on how to get Ant Man all of his powers anyways, so. I thought he was just being a really good friend. And through that, he made Ant- Ant-Man come to be. Just look it was also intentional. From... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Tim did that intentionally. He, he was set up. I, mean, I don't think he was like, pulling any strings. Yeah. You could say that. But <laughs> no, we all know dude. who the unsung hero was, right? I mean, he's the most unsung hero you could think of, right? What? <laughs> All right, coach. You picked the ants. I like. Yeah, no, no, I picked. No, I did not pick the ants. Oh, just Anthony. Anthony. Just Anthony. Anthony. Mm. That's that's worse than Louise. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we got some homework next week. Someone already. Have. Some nerd already started his homework. Yeah, he did. Do we have two movies next week? Yeah, we've yeah. got a uh, Captain America: Civil War and Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh man, this is one Ooh. of the best weeks. I haven't seen a Spider-Man: Homecoming. I also didn't see Civil War. I watched that for the first. Watched that for the first time. I have not seen Spider-Man: Homecoming either. I'm excited. I think I have seen Homecoming. All right, everyone, uh, let's sit for the week. Do your homework, everyone at home. Don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, share with your friends, um, and sign up for our um, fans we have only. Merch coming out. Fans yeah, only. Yeah, check us out on Patreon. And uh, wear a mask. All right, folks. Love you. See you. Another, another fun week. See you guys.
do it myself. 